Yeah, episode three, the new meta. Uh, we're here with Brittany from Empty Desk Solutions and yeah, she's gonna tell us a little bit about her story and how she got started. And yeah, you know, we always like to kick off with the origin story. Tell us, uh, you know, from birth or however much you want to share. <laughs> from birth. <laughs> it'll be it'll be like a yeah, three or four parter. Interview. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so you know, tell us your backstory and then how that transitioned into business and uh, you know how you have your business today. Sure. Uh, you know, I would say that my transition to business today has been one that's maybe not typical. So a lot of people kind of that, that's their plan from day one. Maybe mm -hmm. they go to school for something to do that or for yeah. business itself, and that was definitely not anywhere in my history at all. So uh, I started working, if we go back work history, I was 14, just about 15, and I managed tanning salons. So mm. nothing related to what I do today, but I was in retail Pretty management. Pretty young. Pretty young, yeah. yeah. But I definitely, you know, even then I learned customer service, obviously, which right. I still to this day think you can't train that. You either kind of have that or you don't. Yeah, you gotta um, kind of just get in there and learn it, right? You just gotta yeah. learn it, right? Yeah. And I did that very young and I learned how to connect with people and build relationships, even mm. in that environment at mm. a really young age. And it's, you know, benefited me to this day. Um, you know, there's been different things along the way that have really shaped kind of who I am. So at 20, I was pregnant with my first child. 21, mm. I had her and I was on my own for a number of years. So. Right. You know, out of necessity, I worked different jobs here and there. Um, you know, fast forward through all that, and I got uh, an opportunity to go manage the marketing team at Dominion Learning Center's head office. Uh, That's pretty was, young to be managing, you know, the marketing team. They're a big company. Yeah, yeah. So I was co-managing it with yeah. their VP uh, of marketing, mm -hmm. but it was just, it was such a crazy kind of story how it all happened. So him and his wife actually tanned at the salon that I worked at, <laughs> and they would always ask me these super random marketing questions, yeah. like just... You know, if you own this place, what would you do with this situation? Where would you advertise? And I always thought it was kind of weird, and I would rattle off some. They're just like getting you ready for the job. You don't, don't even know it. It's like who are the who are these people asking me these yeah, random I never questions? Knew, and I would just give them some random answer and something like, "Okay, your bed's ready. Like, go go ahead, have a nice time. Yeah. See you later." And that was it. And then one day the wife came in and and she said, "Yeah." You know, your boss might hate us for this, and we know you don't have any marketing experience, but here's the deal. We feel like we're missing this part on our team as a project manager. Right. We, it's not a role that exists, but we think you'd fit on the team. We've seen mm -hmm. you run this place with your eyes closed. Do you want to give it a shot? Right. And, and that was that. So I gave my notice, and two <laughs> weeks later, I started there, and they handed me a laptop, and they said, Kate, your email address is Brittany at dominionlang.ca, and one, two, three, go. <laughs> that was the training. That was the training. So I'm not kidding. So everything I've learned in marketing, I was there for almost four years, was as a result of kind of, you know, the right. previous work experience of what I was learning mm -hmm. on the job. So I was very fortunate. I shadowed their VP of marketing, you know, the entire time he was there until right. he left and someone yeah. kind of came in in his place. Um, so, and he took me everywhere. So any meetings mm -hmm. we had with big lenders or mm -hmm. production companies, media right. buys, any of that stuff, I would go. And yeah. oftentimes I was silent and I was just kind of observing and taking right. notes for him. Mm -hmm. But I basically got like a real world education in marketing mm -hmm. in the course of, you know, two and a half, three years without wow. going to school for marketing. Yeah. So kind of like an interesting transition to get into that industry. But, totally. but you know, on that approach, though, you you basically got paid to learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, people usually pay pay good money to go to college and learn, yeah. else learn. <laughs> right and and here you are you know following a VP of marketing around very senior position at a fairly large company that mm -hmm. does well yeah and you got paid to learn yeah. so I mean doesn't really get much better and I and you know when I started my business I always thought like 
you know, this like imposter syndrome. I felt mm -hmm. like, oh, people are going to ask me where my degree is from and mm -hmm. where did I go to school right. for marketing? And in six years, it's come up once, yeah. one time someone yeah. asked yeah. and they still became a client in the end. Yeah. They didn't really care for some reason. They felt like <laughs> yeah. they wanted to ask. And yeah. I said, no, I've just kind of learned it all as I go. Yeah. And that was it because the result is the same. Yeah. Like whether I go to school or not right. for something. People I just care about the results. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that was that. Um, but starting the business was sort of also an equally interesting transition. Yeah. So a few years into working at Dominion, um, my husband, who at the time was working for the city, decided he was going to apply to go back to the fire department full time uh, to be a firefighter. Mm -hmm. So that meant uh, our family was actually going to have a $30,000 decrease in pay right. from where he started. So like, you know, most young families kind of living check to check. I, I was thinking, okay, like what are we going to do to make up this difference in income? Right. I'm not going to get a $30,000 raise overnight. So mm. let's kind of be creative here. And, and the nature of his schedule at the time, um, it wasn't a regular four on four off yet. Right. So he was on what's called a floater schedule. So he had his regular shifts, but they had also tank him with extra overtime whenever right. he couldn't say no. So a second job for him was just like completely out of the question. Yeah. So it kind of became like, okay, what can I do as a side hustle? Mm -hmm not nine to five and yeah. make some money. What am I good at? And I literally mm -hmm. had no idea where I was going to start. Right. So I started thinking of, okay, what are my skills? Uh, well, people always call me and ask about social media. Maybe that's kind of an opportunity to explore, mm -hmm. but that wasn't even what it was from the beginning. Right. So in April of 2014, which is when he went back, I decided, okay, maybe I could do like a virtual assistant type thing. Which right. I realized very quickly it was not what I wanted to do. I did not want to answer people's phones and emails, yeah. and it wasn't conducive of, of balancing that in a full time job. It wasn't going to work. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, anyways, I decided, okay, maybe there's something to this social media marketing. So, brokers uh, used to call. So, in my position, I managed the marketing team, but I also was frontline escalated support. So, if right. someone called and there was an issue that the you know the entry level marketing reps couldn't handle, right. they mm -hmm. would bypass that oftentimes angry person to me, and I would, <laughs> my job would be to calm them down, right, and tell them, okay, this is what you need or don't need, or try and consult. And it was kind of an interesting way of dealing with things. But um, the question, there were a lot of questions around: Do we have someone at head office that can help me with my social media marketing? Mm -hmm. The answer was no. Right. So we had, and, and these were in the indiv uh, individual agents. Yeah, they're brokers. Yeah. They 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 work for the company, but they're they're almost independent. I mean, really, they hunt their own leads. It's sort of like a realtor yeah, for those that yeah, don't know exactly. that, that they're space. independent. So yeah. so like most you know brokerages. So there's the, you know they're the Dominion the franchisor, and then they have a bunch of franchisees or the yeah. brokerages, and then the brokers are underneath a specific franchise right. and they're on their own. Mm -hmm. So but as part of Dominion, so their model is much like Remax where the brokers pay into an ad fund. Right. Mm -hmm. So as part of the ad fund fee, that's why they will get access to a more robust marketing right. team than some of the other, uh, you know, their competition. Right. Um, and it wasn't just like for ads that you would see on TV right. or, mm -hmm. you know, print or radio or what have you, it'd actually be access to people that would do marketing for them. Right. Right. So they could call in and say, oh, I'm placing an ad in you know, this magazine, can you design this? Yes, and we would do that Got for it. free for the right. broker. Yeah, right. But the one missing piece was social media. And yeah. mm. um, I kind of brought it to their attention a couple times, like, you know, mm. people are calling for this, you know, yeah. um, it's not something that I can physically add to my plate because it's full, <laughs> but maybe there's an opportunity yeah. to bring in someone who does that and yeah. it might be a big recruiting piece for you guys because mm. nobody else is doing that. So um, they didn't and, do and, that. And at the time, like, <laughs> 
you know, that was a few years back, like social yes, media, it was back. a completely different landscape. Yes. Right. So at that time, what people wanted was just someone to kind of help them get things set up. Mm. A lot of the times they didn't even know what they wanted to do with the platforms yeah. yet. They just right. thought they kind of, you know, they needed that. So I was kind of stuck in this weird middle position because I knew, okay, this is what I can do. I think I can turn this into a business, mm -hmm. yeah. but I'm still working here and I still need this. And my plan all along was actually to, to have both, just to build up something that does social media right. on the side. Because you believed it, you, you didn't believe it was an actual business. You thought it was uh, a good side income. That's right. Right? Like yeah. you're like, oh, I'll get a few thousand yeah. dollars out of this to supplement my income in order yeah. to cover that $30,000 yeah. gap. So that yeah. was kind of like the initial plan and then, you know, trying to put checks and balances in place. You know, I won't right. work with any brokers, blah, blah, blah. Just trying to figure out like how I was going to manage right. doing both without creating a big conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. But I kind of took a bit of a crazy turn because that was April and by August. So, you know, four months, four months, yeah. um, I had enough clients that I was ready to make a choice. Like, mm -hmm. Okay. This thing grew faster than I thought. So right. do I keep going and just completely burn myself out? Mm -hmm. Or do I just quit and jump two feet in? Right. And that was the choice I made. Right. But it was also, you know, working full time under someone else's, you know, schedule, not to mention having them cap the ceiling of what they think I'm worth to be paid. You know, that was a very small piece of it. It was mm -hmm. never really about the money. It was more about the freedom for me. Right. And even at the salary that I was making, which was decent at the time, um, fifty percent of it was gone to childcare right mm. off the top. Right. So I'm because you had to be in the office, yeah. you know, you couldn't work from home necessarily, yeah. or or as much as you needed to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the math in my head, it wasn't, it didn't feel like that big of a risk, right? Some people, right. if they don't have all those other expenses, they might think in their head, okay, I can't turn my side hustle into a business until it equals my salary, right? right. A lot of people mm -hmm. think of it that way. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, my salary's this. But after daycare, it's this. Right. So I actually only have to make that. Right. Yeah. right? Which is much, much less. So 50% yeah. of my salary is what I had to make to right. be in the same spot. Right. So, and it was already there within four months. So I just <laughs> right. thought like, okay, well, I might as well just yeah. keep going. Just down. do this. Yeah. Just quite to do this. Then, then the gamble only became, can I sustain that level of income yeah. for the next few months, at least to try to get more clients. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened, but I mean, it wasn't by accident. Like I had mm -hmm. to work really hard to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't, you know, people always say like, Oh, isn't that scary? Mm -hmm. No. Being a single mom and like starving, that was a lot more scary than Opening <laughs> building business. a business. Yeah. Like there's all these yeah. other things that have happened in my past that have shaped my ability to kind of just deal with right. these kind of hurdles head on. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but I kind of, I guess I knew in the back of my head, like, I'm employable and I have all these great skills. Right. So what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. Six well, months in, oh, I guess I should get a job because this isn't working. Right. And that, you know, Yeah. that was that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm always trying to encourage, I get approached a lot by other moms who are trying to start businesses right. or they have an idea yeah. and they're like, what, where do I start? Or what, what advice would you give me? Mm -hmm. And I say, say the exact same thing every time I say, just start. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause you will, it's true you will figure everything out yeah. as you go like mm -hmm. nothing is it gonna take you down unless you let it yeah, yeah. right you just have to yeah sometimes you have to shift gears and, and mm. you know well, move I, but that's I think you touched on a really important thing which is so many people are terrified to actually go out and try to execute something because they and, and the number one thing I think, whether we admit it to ourselves or not, is that we're scared to start things because we think that 
our families or our friends are going to judge us mm -hmm. because if we go out on the ledge and do something we've never done before, there's a decent chance of failure. Mm -hmm. Right. And we just don't want that scrutiny of, Oh, well, you know, I told you so you should have stayed at your job. Right. Because that's a conventional wisdom is, well, a job's really safe. Well, mm -hmm. it isn't, it isn't safe because yeah. you know, there's a recession, there's layoffs. It's yeah. either way there's, there's risk, right? either way there's yeah, risk. Right. And, uh, and you know, a job feels more secure, but it actually really, like, it's a little bit more secure, but it's not that much more secure than mm. actually starting your own thing. I actually feel more secure now being mm. self-employed than I did before. Mm. Um, and depending on the company, right? Some companies have right. more, you know, change with, yeah. with staffing yeah. and, and what have you than others. But I, I feel more in control knowing if I want to make more money, I just go make more money. I just market right. a little harder to get more clients. Honestly, I mean, that's the same thing for me. Like it's the being in control of your destiny, yeah. right? Yeah. That like if somebody else is in control of that for you because you're working there and, and you just don't know what's going to happen because of that, that's for me, that's a lot harder than actually just going out and doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what Ricky went through, especially when we, when we opened Blue Meta, <laughs> but I mean, you know, the conversation that him and I sat down and had was, oh, you know, my son's going to be born in three months or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, or not, not even maybe two. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to leave my job and, you know, two months before my firstborn comes, yeah. I, we're, I'm going to yeah. go, go on my own. It's yeah. like, you know, it's yeah. pretty Six crazy. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I got a lot of sideways looks, you know, where people were like, are you crazy? You like, how can you take this risk? And it's like, well, especially at this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's what it comes down to. It's, uh, you know, be controlling your own destiny. And at some point you have to have confidence in yourself that the worst thing that's going to happen is that you fail. It's like, okay, well, if I failed, I can, I can go back to what I was doing before or it just in a different location, yeah. different, you know, employer, but it's not yeah. the end of the world. You're not, you're not, not going to die. It's definitely interesting yeah. how different people, let fear of failure stop them yeah. and other people just don't and I really do think a lot of that is from my time being on my own mm -hmm. with my kids because like you know I'm it's not a joke that I like starved like I mm -hmm. literally would have enough money to feed the kids and I wouldn't eat for three or four days I would mm -hmm. just drink some because that's that was my reality yeah. right mm -hmm. and but I didn't let any of that you know the cards I was dealt hold me there either. Right. Right. So I just thought, well, choice. that wasn't like the narrative. So like you weren't going to let like the narrative control exactly. your future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it just, it really like, you know, there's a lot of single parents who are quite successful in business and I'm not a single parent anymore, but yeah. I think that that's like in large part, a mm. big contributing factor to why I'm able to just push through mm. certain things mm. because nothing is that bad. Yeah. You know, well, nothing like, is that scary as what you went through in that yeah. situation. Yeah. You know, now it's a client could drop you or, you know, something happens, but it's never going to be that bad And it's sort ever of just, in, in the world of business. It's at least. not, I, I mean, all my clients could fire us tomorrow right. and we right. could be starting at square one, which is that could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you're scared and you're living in that fear of that always happening, then you're never opening the door to any other opportunities. Totally. Yeah. Right. I used to get really focused on like if we would lose a client, which doesn't happen that often. But when we did, mm -hmm. I would feel like I would take it really personally or oh, yeah. they must not like me or whatever. And I would kind of stay in the zone where I was kind of obsessed with trying to figure out mm -hmm. why they left, which didn't allow me to open the door for just, you know, room for new people. Yeah. And every time it happens the same day or the day after, we usually get inquiries like double <laughs> what that person was worth to our company, which is 
yeah. kind of crazy. <clears throat> But yeah. I think that it's literally the universe is like, oh, you've made room now. Yes. We can send these people <clears throat> your way. And yeah. it's interesting because usually, well, not, not always, but sometimes what I find is that those that leave, especially if it's on good terms, um, sometimes they took maybe a bit more time than, than others. And uh, you now have time for two instead of the one, right? And yeah. all of a sudden those two walk through your door. We yeah. actually had something similar happen, but yeah, one mm -hmm. one left and, you know, or coming in and that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting how that works, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like the universe only gives you like what you can handle at any mm, totally. point in time, no matter how hard you try and, yeah. you know, grasp at new opportunities. Yeah. But until you actually have that space mentally to take mm. on more, yeah. it just doesn't come your way. What's so, that quote? Like, uh, um, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So you can, you can only grasp as much opportunity as you're prepared for, to your yeah, point, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. I, th I thought you were thinking of the Parks and Rec quote, which is oh. like, <laughs> luck is, what is it, like luck is created by the, the weak to explain their failures. <laughs> oh my no. God. I love it. Oh, Parks and Rec. But I, yeah. you know, I hear that sometimes too, right? People, oh, you're lucky. Your business did this, you're so lucky. Jeez, like, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, man. Like sometimes I'm up till three in the morning working like crazy to yeah. make it work. But, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've, I feel very fortunate for yeah. sure to have yeah. built what I've built, but it's not because there was yeah. zero effort put in. Well, right? it's interesting, right? Because that, that gets thrown around a lot. I mean, for people that own their own businesses or, mm -hmm. or you know, Hollywood celebrities or whoever it is, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, look, look, they're, they're an overnight success. And people are like, oh, no, I, I grinded <laughs> away for yeah. years. Yeah, you're only seeing the, you know? the iceberg, right? Yeah. Exactly. It, it, it only takes, uh, you know, a few years to become an overnight success. Yeah. So it, it's how it goes, yeah. right? And even if it's a brand new business uh, and it goes really well in two, three years, well, what about the other three or four things that you did that maybe didn't go so well that you had to learn from in order to be able to build that business very quickly, yeah. right? Um, pe but people don't see it. They only see what's in well, front of them now. They want to see, right? Like they're they're seeing yeah. your story through their lens, right? Yes. So people might be, you know, the experience I had was real, and that's how. But that's how I experienced it. Someone mm. else that was maybe following right. along or even around me, maybe that narrative is totally different for them, right? Yeah. So yeah, neither here nor there. I mean, well, I think yeah. that you know, I, I think it comes down to self awareness to some degree because when I say that person was lucky, I actually stop myself and I say, well, okay, why am I having this reaction? And inevitably I'm having that reaction of saying that person's lucky because I don't want to feel that I'm lesser to them, right? So how do I explain that they, they're doing something better than I am? It's like, well, it's luck mm. because I don't want to admit to myself that they may know something that I don't know. And then I quickly ground myself, you know, yeah. in, in the logic brain rather than the initial emotional response. And I say, yeah. okay, well, no, they're doing something. I need to reverse engineer what they're doing to figure out what it is they're doing that I'm not doing so I can yeah. learn from it. So you can also, so that I can also do that. <laughs> exactly. Right. But, yeah. but if I say it's luck, then it's like, well, it's luck. And I walk away and, but I didn't learn anything. And I, now I can't push myself and I can't figure out what it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, on that note, like, tell us about um, hard work, like your perspective on that, because, you know, there's a conversation out there right now, which is a lot of people on the one side saying, you know, you just you shouldn't work so hard and then work life balance. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, and everyone has their own perspective on what hard work looks like, you know, oh, I'm, wor I'm working so hard. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so like what, what is hard work for you and like what's your perspective on it? 
Oh, I feel like that one's super tricky to answer because it's super subjective. So I mean, there is no wrong answer. Yeah. There's no wrong answer, really. Uh, no, I think it looks much like success. It looks different to everybody. So yeah. for me, um, personally, I hate all the like hustle, 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 all that stuff that's <laughs> out there from certain gurus and whatever. Yeah. Because I feel like they're telling people like this is what you have to do to achieve success, and success is this, right? Mm -hmm. It's like they put it. It's in a box. box. Yeah. yeah. Right. The success is like you know, it's a million dollars in the bank and. You need to like basically burn yourself out to get there. Right. So hard work to me isn't like drilling yourself into the ground, working mm. 23 out of 24 hours a day. Yeah. Hard work is is um, strategy, mm. and mm -hmm. focusing for me it's focusing on what tasks do I actually need to do that are working on my business mm -hmm. and not in mm. my business. Right. So it's kind of figuring out how to get out of the tactical stuff and mm. more into the strategic stuff. Yeah. But if I but if I look at hard work in general, I think it depends what you're doing as well. Mm. Right? Like even if I go back to even when I was in retail, you know, you could arguably say, yeah, I worked harder than most of the other people working there. But there's a there's a benchmark for that type of work. That's yes. kind of the point. So it's, yeah. it's so subjective to what yeah, you're exactly. doing, really. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. could say, oh, Brittany works harder because she's actually talking to customers, and this mm. person isn't. Okay, sure. Like that makes yeah. sense yeah. in that situation. Yeah. But when you look at it from a business owner perspective, you know, sometimes you watch someone they're just like spinning their wheels because they can't. It's like they lack being that, I don't know what it is. They lack mm. something that allows them to actually see mm. the bigger picture. Mm. Yeah. So I think hard work is being able to see that bigger picture and make a plan of how you're gonna yeah. get there and achieve right. the goals along the right. way. Not necessarily hours put in, right. which is what I think people yeah. typically associate with hard work. But yeah. when you own your own business, how many hours you put into it doesn't actually matter. Mm. As long as you're getting the results that you wanna see. Yeah. I think that, you know, from, from my angle is, is happiness is the is the outcome that you're trying to hunt for mm -hmm. it's not necessarily money i mean if if, if money makes you happy then Fine. then go for it like you know go go get money go yeah. get that you know ferrari or whatever it is that you want yeah. but you know i think the first step is you have to define your own happiness and totally. say like this these things are the things that if i have them are going to make me happy so that's mm -hmm. the first thing mm -hmm. then the second thing to your point is okay, what's my plan in order to attain those in the balance that I think I need? Now, if you get close as you start approaching that, as you're executing, you can say, well, actually, now that I'm getting closer to it, it actually is a bit different than I thought it was, then change it. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I always tell people, you know, we're filming this and people are like, well, isn't that nerve wracking? Like, what if somebody criticizes you online? And I say to them, oh. I'm, a, I'm entitled to change my perspective. If somebody comments something online and says, you're wrong and this is why you're wrong, and I read it, I'm like, they have a really good point. Mm -hmm. I can now change my perspective to that person's perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not locked in and, and neither is anybody else. So if you put your plan, your happiness plan down, you're hunting after it and it changes, like, let it change. Yeah. Don't, don't fight it, right? Mm -hmm. So it, I think that's interesting about, like, different types of businesses as well that you know like how i was saying okay in the beginning i thought oh maybe i'll do this and then it kind of just like morphed into something else yeah and the services have slightly changed as the years yeah. have gone by as has the type of clients mm. and how we do you know execute on the actual tasks those kind of things and i think that that's also maybe the other like key ingredient in this whole like success mm. recipe for me is being able to adapt to the changes right. as they come mm -hmm. and not yeah. being like really pig-headed on like no this is the direction we're taking right, right? Mm -hmm. because 
I see a lot of people try and start businesses and mm. they're smart and they have a great idea, they have funding or whatever they need mm. to get started, right. but they are not able to shift either what they're doing or their perspective like you're saying. Right. So it just, it, it doesn't end up going anywhere in the yeah. end. And it's yeah. kind of sad, right? Cause you're like, oh, that person could have been really successful at doing that. Yeah. They just yeah. weren't willing to make some changes. Yeah. It's a tough thing, like knowing when to stay the course and when to change. But you know, like we're, we're changing stuff every week, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like the big things like, you know, vision of like long-term goals. It's like, that hasn't changed, but yeah. like, How do you get there. Exactly. You have to continue yes. to pivot. Well, the thing is, is that you can't, it's impossible to, you, what is it? The Steve Jobs like speech, you can't connect the dots forward. You can only connect them backwards. So in retrospect, you could say, oh, I did, I could do that better. I should have done that better. I could have done that better. But on the way forward, it's almost like, you know, I always tell people it's the fog of war, right? there's this fog in front of you and you can only see like two, three steps ahead. And, you know, and if you're a brilliant person that like knows their, their topic of interest, maybe you can see five, but to attain success or happiness, you need to see a hundred or a thousand steps ahead, yeah. which is impossible. So you so, have to just kind of roll with it. Yeah. To some so degree, right? you just got to step forward and start doing things. Right. Yeah. And, and as you step forward, you might realize, Oh, I need to go backwards five, 10 steps and go to the left or to the right or yeah. whatever it is. And just take things as they come but if you sit around like pontificating about things you're never gonna get more information than whatever the fog around you is right well that's yeah. why when people ask for advice and i say just start it sounds kind of stupid right like you give them two words you say just start mm. yeah i do because you know every i don't i don't know any one business that's been like day one, I said, I'm going to do this. And they're doing the exact same thing <laughs> yeah. the same yeah. way 20 years yeah. later. You just I don't, don't, there's certain things you, you will know. not know yeah. until you figure them out. So right? people obsess over that, you know, whether they're starting business or even clients, like if mm -hmm. they want a website or a social campaign or, or what have you, whatever we're helping them with, sometimes they get in the space where they're obsessed with like perfectionism and every mm -hmm. element of their marketing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, hey, but you don't really know what's going to work. So let's put right. some of these mm -hmm. things out there and then perfect the ones that are you know outperforming the others right, right yeah i mean it's just you yeah you have to be able to adapt mm -hmm. right and some people let things like you know a website hold them up from launching a business like, <laughs> right we, right we see it all the time they're like yeah. oh i can't start my social because my website's not done don't have a website get a facebook page yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know start you somewhere <laughs> yeah, and like you know your website's never going to be perfect right like there's always yeah. going to be yeah. something you don't like that button or you want to change the color you're yeah. going to add a new page yeah, it's never blog. done or the, never or, done. or the copy doesn't resonate anymore because it resonated two weeks ago and you change it yeah. but, but you're going to change that stuff as you go so yeah. why let it hold up all this other stuff yeah. that's going to move you you know, forward and yeah. wherever that is that you're trying to go, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, Ricky and I will say to each other, perfection isn't never the goal. It's always progression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. We would rather launch something, make a mistake and then fix it quickly. Yeah. So, you know, you need to be obsessed with launching and then fixing it as it's launched. Mm -hmm. It's like, will the boat float? Sort of, but it takes <laughs> on water. It's like, can we bucket out? <laughs> the water as it comes in yeah yes okay launch it we'll fix it as the water comes yeah. in is it better it. than what we have now right it's yeah. like absolutely because you know you you could spend forever just finding yeah. all the little things and you really like you have to look at the risk at the end of the day it's like okay if, if you're talking about you know a medium large size business there's a lot more risk right yeah. so you may want to just address things a little bit differently right uh, but especially for a small business it's like how many people are really going to see this the first day that it comes out yeah. you know versus like two years down the line when you've already perfected you've it, figured it out. and then people like a lot of people are seeing it yeah. Right? yeah yeah it's it's i mean it's just interesting to watch people get hung up on certain things and so we just 
really try. Sometimes it's pushing our clients out of their comfort zone, but mm. we're like, okay, let's just let's just do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. My team hates it when I launch new things because <laughs> I literally I'm like, I get on a call, I'm like, we're gonna have this package, and they're like, okay, it sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, I already launched it. <laughs> <laughs> this is more of an FYI. Yeah. They're like, oh. Well, how are you going to do this? Or how many videos are included? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. When the so first cool. person calls, we'll figure out how yeah. we're going to make it work. I'm like, but until we get the first client on that package, I don't yeah. care. This is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And we will put in all those pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, and, and if we see halfway that the value isn't what we thought it would be, it. then then A, change it. And then just B, add things that we already know that work and yeah. throw them in for free so that the value equation for the client works out, right? Yeah. It's not a big deal as long as you have them in mind, yeah. right? Like yeah. from their perspective, I mean, you know, they're, they're looking to maintain, right? Yeah. And they want to make sure that things are good and that there's no like huge, like rocking the boat, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I can see like for some people, you know, that would definitely rock the boat. And yeah. it's like, okay, now this huge new thing that we have to tackle. But, yeah. you know, you just have to, like, build that culture, right? Where, yeah. where yeah. it's, you know, being open to, like, new things. Because, like, when you talk to people individually, like, the the majority of them, they're going to say, yeah, like, I want to grow. I want to see the business grow. Yeah. Like, I want to see this move forward. Well, then you got to try new things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, they <laughs> yeah, do yeah. have to try that. You're right. They do have to be adaptable. Yeah. Sometimes it's within their comfort zone and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, but if they're not willing to make any changes, well then how do you help them as someone in yeah. marketing, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. we're giving you advice and we're telling you that we think this will work, but yeah. we don't know either at the end of the day. Every business is unique. Yeah, mm -hmm. everything's a test. Every I, I, think, I think people don't realize that. I mean, you know, you can have the most comprehensive strategy on the planet, it's a test. You're saying, I'm making an educated guess mm -hmm. based off the data, based off my experience based off these all these yeah. factors i think this has a reasonably good chance at success mm. so when you know and you must get the question as well because we do what's the return what, yeah what's what's the return tangibly it's like well this is a test just like everything else <laughs> and if things start working like we agree on our, the kpis between yeah. us it's like okay what kpi do you want okay cool we're, we're to measure that that metric these are the five kpis we're going to measure this and we're gonna test a bunch of things and we're gonna see how that affects the yeah. results. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, it's a narrative process. It's, it's interesting and you guys probably come up with the same, come up against the same kind of questions or battles yeah. we like to call them with our clients. Yeah. We're like, oh, this is a little mini battle. We have to prove our kind of, yes. our approach, our strategy. Yeah. But um, we find that businesses have a hard time figuring out partially because we can't give certain data from their side right right on what a what the real return is right. of mm. like content marketing specifically mm. what yeah. we do so we can say all right your key performance indicators might be x amount of website traffic or mm. x amount of clicks or yeah. whatever we can figure that or out or this out. lead form got filled or whatever yeah, it is if they have yeah. a conversion goal or what and, totally. and that's fine we can figure that out but if they don't have their nurturing processes in place or their communication mm -hmm. on how they're going to close a sale which happens on their end yeah mm -hmm that's really tough for us, right? It's like, well, we've done yeah. what we promised we would do. We can't close a sale for you, yeah. right? That's that's yeah. your thing. And then they think, oh, a lead means, you know, money in the bank tomorrow. No, a lead's someone you might have to nurture them for a year in some kind of email campaign, yeah, depending on anything. Yeah, depending on their sales cycle. Yeah, it just, I mean, some, some sales take a year, some sales take two weeks. Yeah. It's, or instant, if it's and, e and it really right? depends. Yeah. So we find like that's sort of an uphill battle for us in, in Content marketing is, yeah. we know it works. It's it's the only thing that we do for our own business and we've mm. grown in multiple six figures in a matter of a couple of years. Right. So mm. yeah, we know that there's something to this little piece of social media marketing. Yeah. 
and that's not even paid advertising. Mm-hmm. That's hardly even boosting. Right. That's just organic, regular content going out that yeah. has built our brand over the course of a number of years and people trust us. Like, that's yeah. it. Right. There's no rocket science behind our strategy, right? right? But but the, the thing is that you do it. You execute you against do it, it. and we're consistent. Yes, which is very so, difficult. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's why we have a lot of clients that we yeah. do content for them. They, they, set, they, a lot of the yeah. times they'll try it. They're, oh, I can do this myself, right? I can mm-hmm. post three times a month. Yeah, and then myself. they call you a month later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely you can, but you yeah. have to make that a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, there's all the other ins and outs. Do you know what hashtags you want to use? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Do you have, are, your, is your, are your images using with it branded? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how is it a brand build? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. But it, it's just a... Well, I mean, they, they can figure it out if they want, but I mean... They just have to spend but, the time. Well, the That's thing all. is that, and the question that I ask clients or potential clients all the time is, would it be better for your business to focus on what you're good at or focus on learning a brand new skill that you currently don't have? Yeah. What's and, in your best interest, right? And that decision is going to look, how they make it is going to look different for every business as well. So some people say, yeah, absolutely, I want to focus on my own business. I don't want to learn this social stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But then they're not, at the end of the day, maybe they're not prepared to spend between like 500 and 1,000 or 2,000 or whatever that package is to accomplish right. those goals. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for them maybe yet to spend that. So yeah. that's, but that's another discussion, right? And what's, you yeah. know, yeah. what's their budget and how to find something that works. And, but there's other ways to accomplish all these things. And we're very mm-hmm. open with our clients as well. When they come to us and they, want us to put together a proposal, we customize it, we send it off. Yeah. And if they come back and if the answer is, I just can't afford you guys, yeah. which happens, right? Yeah. It yeah. happens to anyone who's in any business, let alone just yeah. marketing. You know, we say, okay, there's other ways that you can accomplish this. We're going to give you some advice. It's free. Yeah. Hey, if you want to take, you know, we can put together a strategy for you, just give you the strategy. Yeah. And then you can have a junior assistant do it. If the templates are in place, you can learn it. Here's some courses. Mm-hmm. You know, here's some places to find contractors. Like we do give them other options right and whether they choose to explore them or not is kind of their choice but you know yes you're right there's multiple ways to get there there's so many ways yeah (laughs) Yeah. and it it really comes down to them being able to figure out like how they want to handle it yeah because everyone's different some people have to be involved right and other people are comfortable just being like here you go go take care of it yeah we definitely have a mix of both we've we've had people as well that we've kind of felt like, okay, they want some more control than what makes sense when you're outsourcing to a third party. So we've kind of put together some, you know, consulting and, okay, this would be better if you bring someone in-house because I think you want a little more control than what's reasonably going to happen if we manage it. I mean, our clients get to approve all their content. It's not like we're just posting whatever the heck we want all day, (laughs) but sometimes they want you know, a close, maybe they want to be able to call someone and have something posted within five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they might say, okay, we're going to do our best to get stuff out even within a couple hours. But sometimes, you know, our, our team, we all have families too. Sometimes we're busy. So yeah. maybe it makes mm-hmm. sense for you to have someone in house. But we've also had people that have gone down the road of, we've said, Hey, budget wise, like it doesn't work yet. Mm-hmm. Why don't you try a contractor and see if you can accomplish what we're saying we're going to do. Right. And achieve a rate. And guess what? <laughs> Three months down the road, they come back. Because they're like, I don't want to manage this person, right? Yeah. I'd rather just the cost like, of managing time. somebody is exactly. time. Yeah. yeah, and that's already what they don't have. That's why they're looking for yeah. a solution to begin with. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to explain that to someone. You know, they have to where, experience it. Yeah, before they understand it, and yeah. we know that now. But we at mm-hmm. least feel good that we're putting the information out there from yeah. the beginning to say, right. hey, 
you know, we are one option for you. Just one. Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel like we're a fit for you, great. We want to work with you. But if we're not, here's some other ideas, right? And sometimes we know they're not even a fit for our client base. Right. And in that case, we maybe don't even give them a proposal. We're recommending some other kind of options as well. But that's that's stuff we've learned over time too, right? We took people in the beginning that looking back, we should have never taken these people on. Yeah. And it, but it is what it is. One of the business and that's just kind of, you know, most people starting off what we do, that's what they do, right? They yeah, just take totally. whatever comes their way totally. until they figure out, okay, who do I really want to work with and what do I really want to yeah. do, right? Yeah. And then it changes. Well, and when there's too much resistance from the other side as well is the problem that becomes that um, you're both becoming more ineffective. Yeah. So you're actually doing each other a disservice at which point it's like, okay, you need to bring this in house yeah. or do it yourself in some cases, whatever that may be. Yeah. Um, in general, what I tell clients is, if you have a management level person, like frontline manager, like, you know, the, the, the lowest manager on the totem pole and you're telling, and you're saying, okay, I want this person to manage this other person. Like, look, a, a manager should be, uh, the opportunity cost of their time. So, I mean, if, for example, a manager makes, you know, $80,000 a year, for example. So, okay, well with benefits all in, that's, uh, you know, call it a hundred, yeah. you know, just to have a nice square number. Well, their their time after vacation time and everything is probably like 55 bucks an hour, right? Because there's 2,000 somewhat hours in the year, but that's before vacation, that's yeah. before stats, that's before meetings, offsites, blah, blah, blah. So effective time is, you know, much less. So it's like 55, 60 bucks an hour. Well, for you, for that person to have, to be effective in their job, they're producing anywhere from three in, in like in smaller businesses all the way to potentially even 10 times their value per hour, their cost per hour for the business in terms of upside in order for them to maintain their position mm-hmm. and for the company to maintain its business model. So when people are like, well, I'm just going to bring this in house. It's like, okay, well the numbers show that you can only manage about five to seven people after seven people, things get completely disjointed. I mean, you can go to 12, if the 12 are incredibly independent. Yeah. So let's say if it's five times, so somebody's getting paid 50 bucks an hour effectively. Okay, well, 50 times five, 250. So every hour that you spend with a potential employee, that's $250 of upside gone. So how many hours a month do you have to spend with them in order to cover our bill? And the answer is not many. Yeah, it's, we, we used to, try and draw the comparison between what we do and if you were to hire an employee how many hours they would need yeah and it doesn't it never makes sense mm-hmm. right like it's usually like yeah okay it makes more sense for yeah. you guys to do this even at you know more premium rates sometimes mm-hmm. but if if they if they're at a point where their business can sustain a full-time salary right and what we do it can be a part of that person's job then absolutely we say we'll try it this way and if you need some more help or a small piece of what we do we can help them train them consult them whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like but usually when when someone's looking at let's say like you know a thousand to two thousand dollar a month Mm -hmm. plan for social Mm -hmm. who are you gonna hire that's gonna work for a thousand bucks a month for you that can that actually knows what they're doing and why yeah that because that's actually the problem yeah right because it's not that you know <laughs> even if you know we we've had the same conversation where somebody says to us uh like a vp of sales says we you know we're, i'm looking to hire 
you know, a senior marketing manager, you know, ballpark 80K ish. It's like, okay, well, you're going to hire this person and they still haven't done anything. So like media spend, all of this is on top. So that's a lot of money per month. And that person, depending on the size of your business, might need a coordinator. Yeah. Again, you still don't have the media cost. And then what about graphics? Well, a marketing coordinator doesn't do graphic design or video or any of these things. You need specialists for that. So that's on over on top. Mm-hmm. So instead of taking that 80 or 120 or whatever that number is, if you actually give that to an agency, it almost, I mean, I've done the math on it just to see where that break point is. Like usually unless a company is pushing out well over a hundred million dollars, like it never makes sense to bring it in house yeah. minus maybe having a marketing manager to oversee things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's only if the VP of sales isn't marketing focused or oriented, if they don't know their marketing and they need that internal consultant, mm-hmm. then it makes sense. Yeah. But if the VP marketing is a VP or sorry, if the VP of sales is a VP of sales and marketing and they know the strategy, mm-hmm putting it out almost every single time makes sense except for very specific industries Mm -hmm. and very specific situations Mm -hmm. but i would say 80 percent of the time you're always behind yeah Yeah. and and this is why like you see so many so many small businesses trying to hire unicorns right because it's totally good luck trying to find that person that can do your video your design you know your digital like your writing like everything and in one person at at, at 45k a year it's like who is this mythical being point me to where they are because i want to hire them (laughs) we definitely get that a lot right Yeah. yeah And we have a lot of things for our clients marketing. So we tell them like, hey, we're basically like a mini marketing team in your back pocket Exactly. for an hourly rate. You don't have to pay us a salary. Mm-hmm. So, totally. but sometimes they get hung up on like that hourly rate. So, you know, a typical agency is still charging much more than what we are, mm-hmm. right? Where our rates are hourly, yeah. They, but in their head, they're like, but I could find a junior person that's like 25 bucks an hour. But they don't have uh, that level of skill. Right, that's so the skill's problem. one piece, but also we're like, hey, well, can they be like, we're gonna be like five times as productive as they are. So mm-hmm. we're actually cost you less. Easily five times. That's a yeah. thing that, that people don't realize because they can't wrap their head around that. Yeah. They can't wrap their head. It's like, well, how can you be five to 10 times more effective? It's like, we can. We've seen it so many times where- well, Especially when you have like yeah. a really specific focus. So when we're talking yes. about social media content, we write it all day long. Mm-hmm. That's all you do for a relatively large client base. So yeah. something that you know takes us, we we put together a plan that's monthly for our clients. So if we get faster at that or slower at that, it doesn't change what they pay, which yeah. is mm-hmm. good for them to predict mm-hmm. their costs, right? Yeah. But what we what we do, like I'm not joking, like we've had stuff sent to us from clients that they've tried to have like a contractor hire an employee to do it, right? And it's I mean it's nowhere near the level of quality. It's okay, like they could use it and they could right. post it, but it's not mm-hmm. quite you know as polished as what we would put out. Mm-hmm. And the amount of time it took someone to put it together is like unreal. Yeah. So the other thing would be, you know, what we've talked about success here and there in this conversation, but what is success to you? Because I mean, it is subjective, right? And it's, and it's very personal. So definitely, definitely subjective. Um, and my interpretation anyways, of what success is Mm -hmm. for me has changed depending on where I am in my life, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Which is. You know, people think, like we were saying before, that 
oh, success is, you know, a million bucks and this and that and all these things, you know, fancy car, big house, whatever. Yeah. And, okay, sure, maybe that's someone's version of success. Those, those things are nice. <laughs> I, yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> I mean, I want that, but I don't. I yeah. live in a two-bedroom row home with three kids. <laughs> yeah. think, things maybe will look differently in a few years. Who knows? Mm. But my, um, my former boss actually asked mm -hmm. me just randomly one time we were out for lunch and he said, hey, like, what is success to you? And no one had actually ever asked me ever that question. And I kind of thought about it for a minute. And then I remember saying to him word for word, um, success to me would be able to um, pay my bills and feed my kids and not worry about people chasing me that I owe money to. Literally, mm -hmm. that was what success yeah. was for me then. I wanted to just have enough money to survive. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a year later, okay, that was not success to me anymore. I had achieved that. So success right. looked different, right? So mm -hmm. success was, I want to figure out how to make more money in my current job so right. that I can buy more things for my family that I want or invest or what have you. Yeah. And then when I started my business, it was, um, well, right before, I guess, when I was kind of mm -hmm. trying to start it was, mm -hmm. okay, success to me is making the same amount of money that I make now, but having all the freedom I want to do whatever I want with my kids because they're growing up fast and I want right. to spend time with them, right? right. And <laughs> we have a visitor. <laughs> nice. Oh, oh, no. oh well. Nope. Oh, well. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> That's awesome. You should leave that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but success to me now uh, is it's sort of like little bits and pieces of it all, but it just keeps right. kind of evolving for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah. the time freedom is still like really huge for me. Yeah. Maybe that looks different when my kids are grown, but right now I flexibility, being able mm -hmm. to just do what I do, but have a work schedule that's flexible is everything yeah. to yeah. me, you know, and not, uh, <laughs> I wonder if you can see or not, <laughs> not being limited to where I have to work, yeah. when I have to work, who I get to work with, right? you know, and how much money. I can make at the end of the day and what I do with it, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, just, I guess it, one word is like freedom. Success to me mm -hmm. is freedom. Yeah. You know, and as long as I can sustain, one. I'm Especially, For me as well, like yeah. huge, freedom? huge part of it, yeah. just the freedom. Yeah. yeah. What's weird about freedom is that freedom works a lot like working a, more than you did at a job, <laughs> but on your own terms. Yeah. It's true. Right? Yeah. Sometimes, though. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Like it may not be freedom well, in the short term, right? Yeah. But long term, like, yes. that's kind yeah. of you know what you're trying to get well, to. Well, at the beginning when you're pushing, you're definitely putting in more hours than you yeah, would at your job. Yeah, you're building your system totally. and, and you're yeah. figuring everything out. And there's still, you know, there are like chunks of time that might be like a week or two where I'm just working like ridiculous hours. Yeah. You know, I'm working like 18 hours a day and somehow taking care of the kids and I don't <laughs> even know how it functions, but it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then there are other days where I might work two hours and my business operates the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just as a byproduct of putting systems and, and the right people in place to make yeah. it operate a little bit more independently of me. Yeah. So can I step away at this point? No, but yeah. I'm not limited. So I just like that feeling of knowing that someone else is not determining what my worth is financially, mm, right. what I can make. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. my previous job, I wouldn't have been able to, I mean, the pay was good for what it was and I love yeah. the job, I love the people, I miss the people a lot to this yeah. day, mm -hmm. but I didn't have enough flexibility to invest. I want to invest in real estate, right. it wasn't an option. Right. Just, I didn't, you know, what am I supposed to do, right? Go to my boss and, um, can you pay me an extra $50,000 this year because I want to buy a rental property. Yeah, yeah. Right, just didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So now I get to have all the freedom in the world, but I can use the money that my business makes to invest for our future. Right. It just wasn't, you know, an option then. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really, uh, it's really key for people to really, when they think about success and not necessarily get stuck on it, having to be what success is to everybody else because mm -hmm. it is subjective, right? Yeah. 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 So if somebody, you know, in, asked you the question, well, 
I'm a single mom now or a single dad, either or. Uh, I'm scared. Like, how do I how do I approach this? Like, what what do I do first? Like, what what would the top two or three pieces of advice that you would give that person? What would those be? Well, if they wanted to start a business specifically, mm -hmm. like I was saying before, it's just okay. Well, if you have an idea, just just start. Like, register literally. Go do a name search. Register your name. Yeah. Do you need a GSC number? Right. Put all those little pieces in play. Just look mm -hmm. up a startup checklist. Yeah. Or ask us for one, or some of our yeah. partners ask them for one, and they'll help you. But it's just figure done. out what you're good at, kind of thing, and then just like and yeah. then put a plan together. Start. Just just start writing a plan, and it can yeah. be so elementary at the beginning what your plan looks like. Yeah. Because it will change as your business grows, and you have to put people in place or different mm -hmm. systems and processes. That plan will be like a monster by the time yeah. you're done with it, yeah. right? And yeah. ours is crazy our operations <laughs> manual is like i don't even i have to spend some time there but yeah i mean just 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 start just yeah. go with it and don't be scared of the failure because whatever you're doing now you know if you're in the position where you're asking for advice on how to start this clearly what you're doing now you don't like yeah you know, there's something you want to change but you probably could fall back on that nine mm. times out of ten yes right there's yes. usually something that whether yeah. they went to school for it or not they have some kind of skill that they've used to have right. a job yeah you know if they're unemployed maybe different different story, right? Yes. But there's multiple ways to do things, Yeah. right? So even if you're, you know, I've had friends that are single on their own with their kids and the amount of resources available to them to actually start a business as a single parent, there are, there are many. Mm -hmm. There's different grants, there's, and there's government more, programs. There's more today than there have ever been. Yeah. Like I remember five, 10 years ago, these things did not exist. Now they do. Yeah. And it's, I've seen some of them. There's substantial amounts of money. Yeah. Yeah, we, we qualified for a government grant twice mm -hmm. for business coaching, which is something mm -hmm. in the beginning that I never would have been able to afford. Yeah. But there, I don't think it exists anymore, but it used to be called the micro business training program. So okay. if you had less than five employees, you could yeah. get up to 70% right. or something like that yeah. for coaching. Yeah. Hmm. So I was introduced to a coach and then a year later after I was done her program, mm -hmm. she had launched this um, program called Business School for Busy Entrepreneurs. Yeah. And it was a year-long program to basically build systems in every mm -hmm. area of your business. Like yeah. really changed the course of the direction for me and how I thought of right. the business. That's mm -hmm. where I actually removed myself mm -hmm. or tried to start removing myself from a lot of the tactical work to be more strategic. Yeah. Yeah. And But I got another government grant for that. Oh wow! So I'm always yeah. telling people like just look for those other opportunities. They're there. You might mm -hmm. have to dig a little bit, but they're you know, they're yeah. out there. Yeah. I, I just want to add like on the note of like, you know, just starting, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck uh, because they're like, oh, well, somebody's done that. Somebody's yeah. done that. Right. And they want to do something that's completely unheard of, totally unique, which is but very it, difficult. It yeah. is because everything's been done. Everything's been done. And it's like, look, look at how many, you know, different brands of like burger places there are in the U S <laughs> yeah. right. It's like, has, has somebody else opened up a burger place? It's yes, they have, right? But, <laughs> yeah. but there's so many making so much money and they're all in different regions. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so you don't have to do something that's totally unique. It's like, just, you know, look at the, look at where you live, look at the market. If you're doing something local, it's like, is anyone else offering that service? Yeah. There might be other people offering that service. Like there, there's like yeah. hundreds of agencies oh, yeah. in like marketing agencies in BC and like, they're all like most of them are doing just fine, right? So they're all doing something slightly different, right? Because yeah. and so there's always like a niche for that yeah. person or that company, right? Mm. We have we have lots of competition, not as much locally as you would think, because there's right. typically like there's a lot of freelancers, yes, and then there's a number of big agencies. There's not a whole in the lot mid tier, there isn't. Yeah, so mm. and maybe they just don't market themselves, and we haven't found them, but that's sort yeah, of could be what yeah. we've found over the last five six years. But um, you know they. 
the whole just starting because your idea is not necessarily like revolutionary it doesn't mm. matter yeah because you, if you go back to the whole like who do people do business with people they know like or trust yeah. right so i might have someone next door that does the exact same thing as me yeah we're gonna get a different client because people are gonna like either the way they market themselves or something about them mm. or like yeah. we get a lot a lot of people that are attracted to us because of the family aspect right, right? so a lot of our clients are other parents that are like mm. ah, i can't manage this stuff on myself Right. What am I going to mm. do? And then they, yeah. they just resonate with the kind of messaging we're putting out there. So right. being afraid of competition. Yeah. I mean, why? in terms of starting, what I always tell people is before you start anything, test the water by, by pre-selling. Mm -hmm. But then, and in some cases it is actually like, you know, collecting a deposit before mm -hmm. you even open the business. Yeah. But in other cases, it's also pre-selling can be just getting verbal commitments, yeah. right? Like, Hey, you know, can I get this or I'm going to open this business in a month. Are you willing to come on? But I might not and be just honest with people. And if you can get enough commitments and it's enough for you to survive, then cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know how you were talking about, you know, testing just different kinds of right. testing, you know, starting a business is no different than when you have started in your marketing. Mm -hmm. That's a test. <laughs> starting yeah. is a test. You know, will it work? Will it not work? Mm -hmm. You know, are people going to want your service? Are they not? Yeah. You know, absolutely. talk to people, pricing? ask like, around. Gosh, like, there's so many. Yeah. Ask yeah. around for sure. There's so many different variables. And, mm. and then I guess like the third piece of advice would be not to give up at the first time. Something mm. maybe doesn't go exactly as planned. There's a lot of those times. Yeah. yeah. And well, you have to push through them. And we've talked yeah. about how you kind of, you know, have to be able to evolve and, and change in your business. But you see people they'll start and they think they have everything mapped out and then six months down the road something happens they lose mm. their biggest client or they're not yeah. selling where they thought and they're like oh it must not be for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they kind of yeah. yeah. sounds silly but it's true yeah. right yeah. people just tap out and you're yeah. like wow okay like you could have yeah. gone around that yeah you know if we let every single obstacle trip us up along the we wouldn't be mm -hmm. here today yeah right i wouldn't it's have true. a team and i wouldn't have any clients totally. but yeah i didn't let it trip me up so here we are yeah yeah so thank you so much for being on our show Brittany. uh the new meta episode three and we look forward to seeing you next time awesome can't wait okay sweet <laughs>